and I was in a world of my own, my dick now trapped between Chloe's perfect pair. The tip of my knob was still in her mouth. My love machine was surrounded with flesh, female flesh. I felt I was being devoured by her body. I secretly hoped she'd be up for a second helping. Blue was carrying on talking as though being sucked to distraction while talking business was the most normal thing in the world. The guy next to him, who he called Ice, raised a podgy hand. Each finger sported a glittering gold ring. He waved a warning finger. Play ball with us and we'll play ball with you. I wanted to say that as long as it was Chloe playing with my balls, that was fine by me. My dick was jerking as though it wanted to leave my body. Feeling it would be impolite to gasp my orgasm across at Blue and his pals, I held my breath. My body, meanwhile, shivered with the intensity of it. Like when a long extinct volcano erupts, I shot a hotter, bigger load than on an everyday event. Chloe gulped down every drop. Once she was satisfied she had swallowed the lot, she wiped my slick tip against her hair before putting my cock away. I guess she was the sort who liked things to be neat and tidy. Sensing I was finished, Blue smiled. She does a good job, huh? I agreed that she did. My cock had been tucked back into my underwear and my flies were rebuttoned. So, said Blue, a fat cigar protruding from the side of his mouth, how do you like my place? Due to Chloe diverting my attention, I hadn't taken in much of my surroundings until now. She'd made her excuses and gone to powder her nose. I guessed it might be pretty shiny by now from burrowing amongst my pubic hairs. I know, said Blue, his black button eyes glinting with amusement. You were otherwise engaged. He waved the cigar at the Romanesque pillars surrounding the central dance floor. See those pillars? Some nights I've got nubile young men facing those pillars, their hands chained above their heads and cute little strips of cloth separating their buttocks. Any member of the audience is entitled to stroke them if they wish. None of the young men will complain of such handling. They're volunteers. Every man jack of them. I noticed the fat Italian on his left licked his lips. A tall woman with breasts the size of melons came up and whispered in Blue's ear. Ah, he exclaimed, his grin broad enough to divide his face in half. We have a cabaret. He whispered something back to the woman and nodded approvingly. I wondered what was next, but didn't really care. Nothing could possibly surpass Chloe's performance, could it? A couch, upholstered in red velvet, appeared. It had leather belts and other things hanging from it, facts that became obvious as it was upended. The foot of the bed fastened to the floor. The jazz musicians blew a fanfare on their brass. Four dancers marched onto the stage wearing leather corsets that were no more than a strip between their legs, a belt around their waists and straps that kind of scooped beneath their breasts and over their shoulders. They also wore high boots that came halfway up their thighs and were attached by suspenders to their belts. On their heads they wore Roman-style helmets with leather visors that came down over their eyes. Each of them carried a whip and as they danced they cracked them in time to the band. All conversation ceased. A strange apprehension glowed in people's eyes when suddenly the music stopped. One of the dancers stepped forward. I demand justice. Someone here has been messing around where she shouldn't have been messing. Standing like a gladiator she looked straight at Blue.
That's for the audience to decide, he said. Ask them. The thrill of electricity ran through those watching. The chief dancer spoke again. I say this adulteress should be stripped naked and punished by other women. What say you? Put like that, the mention of nakedness, the whole audience went wild. A gasp went up when two of the dancers leapt forward and dragged a woman out of the audience. I licked the dryness from my mouth and barely stopped myself from leaping onto the table to get an even better view than I already had. But that, I decided, would be ill-mannered. The woman had red hair tightly fastened in an old-fashioned bun. It came adrift and floated around her shoulders when she struggled. She looked terrified, crying out that it wasn't her. I had no doubt it was all a put-up job. She was one of the cast and knew exactly what was about to happen. It didn't matter. My cock was leaping in my pants. I guess everyone else's was too. Even the women must...